0: You're listening to the Guitar Heroes Podcast
1: And we are live on the podcast Yeah, yeah I'm with Chris yeah. Taylor
0: <laughs> Oh
2: Damn it.
1: <laughs>
0: no, that's not right. Do not edit this out.
1: Oh <laughs> dear! Oh god! Dear, it was going oh so dear. well.
0: This is supposed to set the mood for today, but ah, oh, Joe, I can't do it.
1: Uh. He he has set the mood for today. Is all going to go wrong. I'll set the mood. <laughs> thing you won't it <laughs> right listen today's podcast right is 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 what is, is well it's it's all our favorite subjects we're going to talk about girls yeah. and guitars oh okay. yes, let's talk about girls and guitar because well and actually before we get stuck into it, let's just have a quick catch up. what sort of week have we all had Christopher Taylor
0: it's been a good week actually um just been doing lots of playing um revisiting some of the songs from the show, just getting back into the swing of things as you kind of. Here at the announcement that things might be getting back to normal in June with gigs and things, I'm like, "Oh, excitement is building!" So uh, Helix is out. Mm-hmm. I'm, being I'm made. not holding
1: my breath. I'm I'm being a bit of a grumbleweed on this. So I'm not holding my breath oh, because the no, first no. four days of first four days of the kids going back to school, they got took the, they got shut down again, didn't they in Weymouth? It's like great job, guys, <laughs> great job. <laughs> so I was like, "Oh no." No. Anyway, never mind all that. Never mind. Lee, how are you doing? Are you all right there, sat in your... Uh, wherever you are these days? I thought you were going to
2: say sat in my underpants. I've got my trousers on. Ah. Which, uh, Chris, have you? Yeah, and I'm not drinking green tea this evening either. Oh, he's back on what, the tea.
0: Chris, he's got, got a bit of the Hop house 13 going on.
2: Which means in 10 minutes his trousers will be off. <laughs> Half a bottle, <laughs> mate. Yeah. I'm on the Mexican uh, The Soul beer because the sun's out again today. so.
1: You know? Okay. Well, I'm still on port and I've got another bottle. Uh, I've got a new bottle, so <laughs> chances are <laughs> oh my God, um, <laughs> I've actually only got half a pint of a pint here of port, so um, I'm, ch- I'm probably going to be working my way into this. I'd, I'd need to find a knife to get it through the Bottle though, I'll work that out. Those uh, actu- I
2: can't believe you're actually bringing a fresh bottle of port
1: <laughs> to the podcast. Well, <laughs> well, to be honest, I just leave it in my studio now. I don't even take it in the house. <laughs> I just got a bottle of port down under my, my desk. Studio slash cellar, I think. Studio <laughs> slash bar. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Welcome to the bar.
1: Yes, I've actually so yeah.
2: a, I've actually had a bit of a, a bit of a guitar nerdy day, as as you've probably seen from the picture I sent you. I've been um been messing around with my new bass. Finally got my new garb a new scratch plate on there you didn't so send me a
1: picture of your bass you sent me a load of lingerie <laughs> oh no
2: oh no <laughs> wrong person yeah well uh, it happens to
1: me i sent you my bush didn't i so <laughs> well you did actually yeah <laughs> yeah so i i, I went to b and
2: q as well and uh and got myself some wet and dry because uh, a wow. couple of little guitar projects this week i needed to get my scratch plates in order so i've got my nice new tortoise pit guard on my white base and I've got a different Which scratch Which looks plate.
1: great by the way. You sent it, me the picture. You didn't cool. did send me lingerie. It <laughs> looks really, really good. <laughs>
2: it does look cool. It does look cool. I got a new scratch plate from a strat. But mm. I've got um I've never really been happy with the the sticky finish on the back of my strat neck. So the yeah. time has come. The wet and dry is out and I'm gonna go at it tomorrow. And uh, and sand off that nitro because
1: that's the same as my Brad Paisley telly that's got a nitro on the back of it and that was horrendous and I just sanded that off within the first week of buying it. Mm. It feels much nicer now. Yeah.
2: Well, I did it to my old bass and it and it it just worked great. I just I just love that yeah. that satin feel of the wood and the new bass that I've got is that that kind of a feel. I just yeah, it's great. So the old yeah. strat tomorrow going outside and is uh, it's got a date a hot date with this
1: wet and dry paper. So. I used anyway, to dates like that before I was uh, with Jay. You the wet and dry dates. Yeah. We need to
2: great. get back to gigging
1: because that—that's all the
2: excitement I've got to <sighs> report. That—that's me. You know me, what I've...
0: you just said was really boring. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but these are the things that I'm looking forward to at the moment. It's, oh, yeah, I, I didn't want to do too much today because I want to save myself something <laughs> to look forward to tomorrow. So I went to no, B&Q <laughs> today. I bought the wet and dry, but I'm going to save it to do tomorrow.
1: Got a spread if Chris these Chris finds guitar g- out. G- Listen, if Chris finds guitar geekery boring, then Chris needs to get out. He really does. Yeah. Oh, I did get a, I did get a new vinyl this week, which um, I think, Chris, I think you've seen. I've seen.
2: Yeah. I'm so jealous. Yeah, yeah I what, g- what is it? What is it? I know I've mentioned them before, but I'll mention them again. The Brothers Landreth. I got oh. their first, uh, first record. Um, they they released every now and again. They'll do a, a, a you know, a limited pressing of vinyls. And they what announced is it with you and the week. Brothers Landreth. Oh, hey, there are, there well, clearly, I, I,
1: be, I bet right. I bet you'll be so pleased when they lift that restraining order and you can go watch them again. Well, <laughs> definitely. But clearly, you need if you heard that that album, you would know why. Um,
2: Phil, have you not listened I, I to the uh, uh, album. the
0: album's uh, "Let It Lie"? Have you not heard it?
2: No. Phil, you oh. would love it because it it has definitely got a bit of that sort of country Americana um, yeah. vibe oh in God. there, as what well as just God. phenomenal singing, slide guitar, and all that stuff. Anyway, they did a, a a fresh run of vinyls and they were personally signing them, so I was like, "Yes, give me some of that." Mm. And it sounds killer. I said to well, you, "Well, listen, chaps, have a birthday coming up soon." Oh. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 So yeah, that was fun. That was fun. Good. I like oh, it. When nothing. I've bought delivers. a new vinyl for
1: ages, for ages. Uh, I don't know. I just um, yeah. Don't know. Maybe it's yeah. been
0: a long time since I bought a record. The last album I bought was actually a CD of um the Tedeschi Trucks Band. Oh, okay. Derek Trucks band with his wife Susan Tedeschi, who's a, a yeah. fantastic. Female
2: guitarist. Oh, um, nice tangent there, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well,
1: well, but, but, yeah, oh, but let's just go
2: straight into this. Almost sound professional.
1: <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. In case you haven't guessed from the title, guys, this week's podcast is all about um, female guitar players. Um, they, it, it's pretty much a well-known fact that this business is a bit of a male-dominated business. That are a lot more guitar male guitar players. Um, Than female, but I have noticed in the last ten years or so. uh, I mean, there's always been female guitar players, but there's been a. I don't know. There seems to be loads and loads more female guitar players out there, especially you know on Instagram and Facebook. You see more and more, and uh, I know Lee follows a lot of them, don't you? Lee? (laughs) 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 He did. No no comment. Yeah, but it's uh, obviously, like I said, there's been a lot of female. I mean, back to the early days. in the 50s, there was Mary Ford, who was uh, Les Paul's wife for, for a yeah. time. And there was Les Paul and Mary Ford, which is, a, that's a great album as well. Um, Les Paul and Mary Ford album, that's great. And there was Sister Rosetta Tharp as well, who was a gospel singer and guitar player, um, quite well known she for playing the YSG. Mm.
0: Yeah, she's uh, she was um, considered like the godmother of rock and roll, wasn't she? Like mm. She actually mm. influenced uh, guys like Little Richard and Chuck Berry
1: and... Those well, do you know those what? I was watching a little bit of uh, footage of her on YouTube today, and I tell you what, you know, th- to say it was back in the '60s, you know, she she was rocking, man. She really was. It, do you know she was actually gospel, and it was wow, it was brilliant. Yeah, she
0: was one of the first guitar players to uh, ever use distortion on a guitar. Yeah, wow, wow. brilliant. Yeah, yeah so yeah, it's amazing. But do you think, like, maybe, I th- obviously, went in the '60s when the guitar became obviously so popular, obviously, women, I. Th- I don't know. Obviously, the the role of the male guitarist was so prominent, like with the likes of Jimi Hendrix and Jimmy Page, and it's almost mm. a, almost a catch up thing for women to kind of get on board, and like it's co- constant catch up with these guys, isn't it? I think. And oh, totally.
1: I, w- I mean, I mean, let's face it. It was quite a it was quite a sexist world back then, wasn't it? It was. And, you know, men men went out and worked. Women had babies and and did the house. So you know, can you imagine? you know the, the the bloke coming back from work and his wife in the 60s saying right I'm just going to band practice I'm taking the twin and the uh, the, <laughs> the 50 62 yeah. strap with me and you know it would probably it would not heard of them was it like a lot of things for women was I it? wonder why of.
2: that is though I wonder where the separation started because if you look at other instruments and you look at other genres of music um there's there's it's there's definitely more of a kind of equal share i mean you look at pianists mm. and uh, you know, any of the sort of orchestral instruments. And if you look, you'll see a, a pretty even spread yeah. and some fantastic female players. I, I wonder I why it was that way back, I mean, we're probably talking in the 30s and 40s, why it was that uh the guitar really w- was just taken under the arm of, of men. Because those instruments are equally as old, if not older. I mean, things like the piano. Like I, I know but there was yeah. an inequality back then, but those instruments also existed back then but as
0: well. Do you think maybe because it was a male-dominated in- industry in the, in the sense of manufacturing
1: that it was or manufacturing upon.
2: the guitars?
0: Yeah.
1: Well, I don't know if this has anything to do with it, but I watched. Uh, oh, when I was a kid, there was a program um, Equinox, and it was called Twang Bang Kerrang and it was all about the electric guitar. And there was a professor on there, and he was talking us through the Jimi Hendrix uh, concert where he set fire to his Strat, you know, and he's he's. He's, he's been quite graphic with his um, <laughs> with his lighter fluid, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And 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 you know, this guy's basically, you know, long story short, is basically saying that the guitar is basically an extension of your penis and and all this type of thing. And and you know, maybe maybe that had something to do with it. Maybe men looked at it as you know, like people look at big Audis now, <laughs> that type of thing. But it <laughs> you know, that the guitar was maybe like that, and maybe it was a little bit. Maybe it wasn't the done thing for a woman to be seen. No.
0: But like know. I think you said, Phil, um, female guitar players have always been there, haven't they? And I, I think they maybe just existed in a slightly different capacity, yeah. really, as opposed to being the showman of, you know, all the shredding guitar mm. and mm. setting fire to it. They were like, um, you would hear them more. In, like with Joni Mitchell, she was like a, a song craftswoman, woman, wasn't she? She'd write amazing songs, which were yeah. guitar driven. <clears throat> So you'd hear the guitar in a different light, I do suppose. Do you think um, then?
2: Do you think it's less of a reflection of the guitar and more a reflection of the typical guitar genres of music? So it's not necessarily maybe. the guitar that became more of a a male driven instrument, but it's really you know we're talking rock and blues. Really, those when you think guitar, you think about mm. rock and roll and all that. Do you think it's more the music scene? Um, because like you say, Joan I th- Mitchell I think in the folk scene. There's definitely yeah. more of an even share of men and women, I think, isn't there?
0: Yeah, I think early on, definitely. I think as soon as you get to uh, maybe the late, the 80s, you obviously you've mm. got female guitar players like Joan Jett. Um, and I, I think you start to see more of a, I don't know, more of female-led um, uh, guitar players, I, th- I think. But mm. definitely early on, I think it was definitely kind of a stylistic thing. It's got to be, surely.
1: Well, so i I'm going to do, I'm just going to read off... Um, a bunch of female guitar players and so some are from the 80s um like you've just said chris and and some are more modern and uh you've probably heard of uh, of all of these anyway but um for the for our listeners that may not have heard of so many female guitar players um we've got bonnie Raitt, which i believe that's what you were playing earlier chris trying yeah (laughs) she she was uh, you you asked
0: us the two uh you said to just maybe pick one female guitar player and uh, she's mine I've got a little bit about her actually but um okay we'll we'll get to that in a sec yeah she's she's Um,
1: awesome so we've got Nancy Wilson from from Heart um we were talking about this before we went on um this this lady Susan Tedeschi Um, yeah um Cheryl Crow Ah. who uh, who is a bass player as well
0: I didn't know that. She does yeah, actually. Yeah, 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 you
2: wouldn't yeah, you, you don't necessarily think of, of guitar instantly, do you? More of a song, Yeah, yeah. She, she she is, she is a she's, a, she's a guitar
1: player. Great player. Um one of my favorites, uh, Lindsay L. Um she, she was on the Premier oh, Guitar we know Rig, Rig Run down. So yeah, yeah, we like Lindsay <laughs> Ow. So she was on um uh the Premier Guitar Rig Rundown. So if you get on that, it means you've made it. You're as famous as you can be, right? <laughs> <laughs> um another another guitar player from the eighties was Lita Ford, um the, the metal player. Um and a more modern metal player, Nita Strauss. Which um, Lee's Lee's you've met Anita Strauss, haven't you, Lee? I have. Yeah, I've had the she pleasure. She did a, a workshop at Absolute Music. Which, she did. Um, she did. You never invited me to. <laughs> about that, but you anyway.
2: were banned from that one, Phil.
1: That's probably why. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Um, Gretchen Men, as well. Who's. Uh, uh, maybe not quite as well known, but uh, still an incredible player. I mean, the guys, go out and uh, wait, people that are listening to this podcast, you know, go on Instagram and, and follow these people and watch the videos on there because they're, they're really great players, they're fantastic. Samantha Fish, who uh, who is a great blues player. Uh, Joanne Shaw-Taylor, um, British great, guitar actually. player. Yeah, mm. she's good. And she's really good. She's, she's always at a premier guitar rig rundown as well, so she's made it. Oh, she's, she's, she's as great. famous as she can be. <laughs> yeah. Um, (laughs) where are we? Larry Basilio, who is one of my favorite guitar players. She's she's
0: like the female version of Guthrie Govan, isn't she? She's uh, (laughs)
1: incredible, yeah. I was watching, um, I was watching some mm -hmm. stuff on YouTube and I'm thinking she's playing like some really nice chordal stuff, then it came to a solo and I I turned it off. I just went, Whoa, that's just blown my mind. Whatever, too much. Yeah, she
0: (laughs) she has like an all star band on tour with her as well. She's um. Well, there's a yeah.
1: video on um, YouTube, and she's got um, Nathan East on bass, Vinnie yes. Callahute on drums, and Greg Fillinghain's on keys. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if... think <laughs> not much uh, better heard... than that, does it? <laughs> I think I think it's her latest album,
0: or the album before last that she released, uh, had Joe Satriani on that. Oh. Oh, I think well, she uh, teamed up yeah. with Satriani for that one, and... Uh, well, there you yeah, go. Yeah, th- so I mean, um, definitely on an even par there.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. So then we've got um, Orianthi who uh, oh. the first time I ever saw Orianthi, um Australian guitar player was um I don't know if you've seen this guy's my um, this is it Michael Jackson
2: Oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. great <coughs> yeah country. And
1: I think she was kind of I don't nobody really heard of her much before that I don't think but um uh, guys go check this is it it's uh, it's ba- basically it's um Michael Jackson's rehearsal videos of before he was going to tour his last tour and obviously the tour never happened cuz he died but um yeah, so that's a great, great documentary, rockumentary, concert video type thing. It's brilliant. Um, yeah. Just, I a, just a side note. Anybody? A lot of people say used to say, "Oh, Michael Jackson, he lost it. He was this so that." To watch that, he was yeah. on he it. Blew, he was Blew fantastic. my mind.
0: And the fact that he could, he had the pick of any <coughs> guitar player in the world, and yeah. went with her. Well,
2: he, no, he well, he's obviously famously had a had a, a a kind of a thing for having a female guitar player because. I'm sure you was were going to I was going to get mention. onto that in a second.
1: Yep. I was going to get onto that in a second, yeah. Um, yes, definitely. So, uh, yeah, so we've got Orianti there. And that leads him really nicely, leaders, to this next thing. We've got, it's almost like we'd planned this, but we really haven't. Uh, <laughs> Prince. Now, Prince ah. was well-known for having female guitar players. Um, and one of the last sort of outfits he had um, was uh, his band. They called it Third Eye Girl. And in that was uh, Donna Grantis on guitar, who her pedal board is enormous. It's about the size of the Isle of Wight. This pedal board <laughs> is fan- <laughs> it's just it's huge. And then on bass guitar in in third eye, Girl, I hope I get the uh, name right. It's um, it's Ida Nielsen on bass. Oh yeah, I want to say yeah, Ida, yeah. but it's Ida uh, Nielsen. Ida on bass. is it? Ida, Ida. It's well, it like says Ida, Ida it? but I, I watched her um, on YouTube. She introduced herself as Ida. Um, right. What an incredible, one of the funkiest bass players I've ever heard. Man, Mm. she's incredible. And I'm going to mention a drummer here. I think one of my favorite drummers, whether it's male or female, um, was Princess Drummer in Third Eye Girl, and she's called Hannah Welton. Um, Look her up. Uh, She's she's just incredible. She's got one hell of a feel. Uh, And she's always singing along as well. (laughs) It's great. She looks so happy when she's playing. You know, it's like you yeah. it can do a ballad and she looks like she's beaming. She just looks so yeah. happy. Um, yeah. And uh, what else was I going to bring up here? Oh, yeah. Just a quickie as well is uh, the Iron Maidens. There's a female tribute to um, to Iron Maiden called themselves the Iron Maidens. And, and they're great. They're well, that really, that's really actually
2: uh, that was where Nita started. Yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um and then uh yeah, we leads us into a um probably my favorite is jennifer batten
2: she she's the she's the um the sort of archetype for the the ultimate female rock in, certainly in, in her day yeah, yeah. she she yeah. you know she's uh she's the well certainly when I think of like female rock goddesses then uh, yeah. jennifer yeah, batten yeah, yeah. back in the day with with michael jackson yeah
1: wow. yeah well it's it's is uh, I mean she's played with Michael Jackson. She's played with Jeff Beck. Um, in fact, there's some footage. I think I think she, she was doing this um, when she was in Jeff Beck's band because uh, she played like guitar synth as well in that in mm. that band. Um, and the what the, was it Letterman? Or one of those American type chat show things. Jeff Beck was on there with the other band that did a song and. Uh, and he said something about about Jennifer. He said, um, "He said, oh, he yes, got Jennifer Batton on guitar like that, and yeah, she, she's good." And Jeff Beck said something like, "Yeah, mate, too bloody good," or <laughs> you know, words to that effect. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, Jeff Beck's giving you that sort of uh, credit. It's amazing. But we 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 were really really lucky because um, it must be two, oh, it must be at least two years ago now. Um, we were playing at G Live in Guildford with the with the story of Guitar Heroes. And I got an email from from somebody and he, he, he said, oh, I'm a uh, um, friend of Jennifer Batten. She'd love to, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'd love to come see the show in, in Guildford. And of course, you know, we get all sorts of emails and not all like that, but you just kind of go, yeah, 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 okay, okay. And so we replied and said, oh, you know, great. Yeah, you should love to come see the show and blah, this type of thing. So we put a couple of tickets aside, thinking nothing of it. And then sure enough, Jennifer Batten turns up to watch the show. <laughs> and we're like, not that there was any pressure. I think it was uh, Jay um, came backstage and said, she, she's uh, she's here. <laughs> and um, I was like, I wish you'd have told us afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> so we were like, go on stage thinking, hang on a minute. She's toured with Michael Jackson, Jeff Beck. You know, she, incredible, incredible musician. And we're just about to go and st- I mean, forget about the other five, 600 people in the audience. I don't care about them now. You know, that that's easy. You just got to impress one person, you know. You just but, go out um, there and you just see a beam of light above
2: above her. And your eyes well, are just it, focused yeah, it on her. Help and it's that like she,
1: she is quite recognisable <laughs> as well. She's
2: still to this yeah. day, you know, she's got the, the, the blonde hair. So Great I th- image. I think yeah. we were sort of all like,
1: where is she? Where is she? Like,
2: <laughs> oh, I think she's there, third row.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, luckily the show went really well and, and um, we we went out uh, afterwards and, and met her and she was she was lovely. She really yeah, was. Yeah. Um, and then uh, me and Jay went for lunch with her in London uh, a few days after that. And uh, we we were supposed to be like an hour, a couple of hours, something like that. So it was like six hours later. We'd just been we've been talking guitars and the business. And honestly, she she's she's down to earth. She's she's lovely. She's great. And, mm. um, you know, they, they always say kind of never meet your heroes and what have you. But uh, I don't know. She, she was she was great. I would say, yeah, do meet your heroes if they're all like her.
2: I think the Michael yeah. Jackson association. You just, I mean, Michael Jackson is just he's just everything that seems to surround him. The legend is just another world entirely. So when you meet someone that's been a part of that world, mm. it, I found mm. it quite strange how how nice and how normal she was because mm. you're talking to someone here who has toured. She's been a part of that that puzzle and yeah. and you know and jeff beck and all these players but then to meet someone that and uh, you know they're just people they're just nice normal people it's uh it was very very surreal and yeah i think there's a nice picture of us isn't there somewhere on the instagram if you go online and have a look yeah uh there's a picture of us all together which was
1: awesome so yeah thank you Jennifer yeah. for that that was cool it was it was it was really really funny because we, we were waiting for her in uh, in the lobby of this hotel um where we, we had we had lunch with her and when we arrived early, because if anybody knows me, if you're on time, you're late. <laughs> that, that's my <laughs> motto. So so we were early, and um, uh, I was like, oh, you know what? I said, I'll just, I'll just nip to the loo before she gets here. And, and I got there, uh, and I went to the loo, and I came back, and, and Jay goes, oh, she's here. She's just she's just gone through that." I went, no, she isn't. What are you talking <laughs> about? And then the end, then she walks through. It's kind of what you're saying, it's a surreal moment. You know, when you look you look back through old footage and what have you and you see a plane to eighty people oh it's iconic those images of
2: um of those tours back in the day i guess it was the 80s early 90s was it and Mm. and and seeing Mm. there's just some of the most iconic images of michael jackson i mean most iconic images of any kind of performance concert that there will probably ever be and she's there she's one of the main components of it so yeah, to to meet her and to just have a chat yeah. and 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 be uh you know very welcome in her company was was um yeah amazing actually it, that was it, the second was. time that was the second time I met her because she came to town uh, as part of a, a Michael Jackson tribute show that she just mm. joined for a few dates and uh yeah, she did uh, Weymouth Pavilion because yeah.
1: we were both there weren't we yeah yeah yeah
2: and and uh, just a random. A coincidence, but I happened to know the the guy that was running that show, and we we went backstage and and met them, and it was like really just an opportunity to meet Jennifer, uh, and uh, you know again at that time she did you sabotage
1: m- her amp then? Just No, so but I tried her to. Ha-
2: <laughs> her amp had uh, had blown up, malfunctioned on the day, and I did try to help out. I did try to step in, but um someone came forward and and the show went on. But yeah, so it was kind of weird. I, I met her then, in a completely like. You know, I'm just a bloke that came to the show and i uh, hello, Jennifer, <laughs> it's nice to meet you. And then to meet you again years later, having uh, had her come to see our show, it was, yeah, quite yeah, quite weird, yeah. quite weird.
0: I wonder what it yeah. must have uh, felt like for her, you know, being in the 80s being on stage with Michael Jackson, you know, performing to those size audiences because prior to her, no one had really, no female guitarist, I, not that I'm aware of, has done anything like that. And you know you got van halen and those guys up there performing to huge audiences with roth and stuff and and then she comes yeah. out and performs with michael jackson and must be totally surreal she, she, totally she surreal. must be aware what she's doing at that moment like by all accounts making history playing
1: playing to um playing to people like that is a lot easier than what the audition was to get to play to people like that i think the yeah. auditions were a lot worse than actually the gig <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, if that footage is anything to go by, how um, meticulous Michael Jackson is! I bet the rehearsals were insane, weren't they? Uh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, the the auditions
2: yeah. on that. Uh, sorry, shameless name drop here, but I I have actually we did an evening with Greg Howe as well at, at Absolute, and uh, Greg famously um, took Jennifer's position when she left the tour. Mm-hmm. So I've I've met two of Michael Jackson's guitar players, which is really weird, and uh, and. Greg's experience was no rehearsals. Greg's right. experience was like getting the call, and I think he was he was on a flight within eleven hours, so he he literally stayed up all night, um, brushed up on all the material, downloaded everything that he had he could have. Um, I I don't even know if he was what era that would have been. How much technology would have had to help him, but he he basically got as prepared as he could, and then did more on the flight literally because they had a show like mm. mm. that the, that night or the next day and so completely thrown well, that into must the deep have been end so terrifying but he he I've, just said I've it was had a just similar totally experience
1: surreal. I've had a similar experience um actually play um playing for another female guitar player um, a, a pedal steel guitar player um called Sarah Jory and I uh, I sent like an audition tape in and uh I got a call um, I think this was something like on the, the Tuesday or the Wednesday or something, and and uh, she said, "Oh yeah, I r- really like it. Um, that's great. Uh, yeah, um, how are you fixed this weekend?" And I went, "Huh?" <laughs> well, she goes, "Yeah, yeah, Thursday, um, Thursday to Sunday. We're in Belgium. If you want the job." you you're in and i was like oh my god i've got a day to learn all this set <laughs> I was like it's so like no 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 pressure or anything like that i was like oh right where's the first gig oh it's um yeah it's a festival so and so there's uh you the, should be good there's about eighteen thousand people there i'm going oh my god <laughs> i got a day to learn it and then we're going we have a day rehearsing and then we're off and it's like oh, no
2: pressure completely the opposite uh-huh. to what the whole music industry is experiencing now where we've all yeah. had the
1: best part of an entire year to get ready for our first gig back. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I bet we'll get to like a week before going, oh, I should look at the guitar now, I guess. Oh, you I? know it. You know it, yeah. Oh, it's definitely, definitely the way.
0: Because what do you prepare for? I
1: know, I know. <laughs> oh, it's all, I mean, we've got it planned, don't worry, Chris, don't worry. There's two routes we can go down, so it's okay. But by the end of this month, gig or we'll know no gig to go down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tesco's or guitar shows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are listening to the guitar heroes podcast
2: there's there's clearly i don't i don't even want to call it an inequality because i don't know whether the differences in um you know the fact that there's so many men in in rock and blues and, and guitar orientated music i don't know whether that's uh any kind of um discriminatory choices or whether it's just something that men are naturally more attracted to that type of music and that type of a, uh, you know, I don't know whether it's the industry has gone out of its way to make that so, or whether it's something, I mean, you're going to get differences, you're going to get differences in certain things that men are just more inclined to do and would, would enjoy more. And there's plenty of female-led industries also that um, aren't necessarily uh, manufactured in that way, but women just prefer to do that type of thing. Because I... I Thinking about this today, when we were coming on this podcast, uh, I'm not, I'm not necessarily ashamed to admit that I did have to go online and Google, as maybe you did, Phil, to come up with that list. I had, I went on Google and I stuck in female guitar players, because, mm. I, it, it's not that I go out of my, w- of course, I don't go out of my way to to actively avoid female guitar players, but mm. the list in my head, is is just so much smaller in terms of names that I can I can recall from memory I mm. know a lot of those names that you said and I, I sort of go oh yeah she's great she but they're mm. not necessarily <laughs> household names uh or, or even no. uh, you know household names yeah. in the sense that they're music that I would listen to on a day-to-day basis and I'm flicking through all these names and the list that I put in Phil is basically everyone that you've mentioned we've got Ori Anthe, Bonnie Ray, Lita Ford, Joan mm-hmm. Jett um but you you know there's there's something going on there and it's it's there interesting is. I I don't yeah. I don't know what it is but there's something going on.
0: No, I I've been trying to figure it out myself and I I was like you said Lee I I went on to Google I know a few but like you said it my list is very small off the top mm. of my head compared to the male guitarists that I know and one thing I came across on Google was that um, in Rolling Stones 2003 list of the 100 greatest guitar players. Um, only two female uh, guitar players were mentioned, and that's Joni Joni Mitchell and Joan Jett mm. in 2003. Yeah. And I and, and I look at that and go, that's insane because Jennifer Batten isn't even mentioned there, mm. um, and she probably composed those guitar parts for Michael Jackson on some of those songs. And yeah, I just I don't know. I I don't know what it is, man. Do you
2: think it's just that women are better singers, and we all know that singers. Being a good singer is a better-paid gig. I mean, look at you. Look at music in general. Look at pop music—the most, the most profitable form of music that there is—and uh, it's it's dominated by.
1: You know, pop stars are. are, are I are think, yeah, definitely maybe. dominated
2: by females. Well, so I think um, women are uh, more
1: sensible, to be honest. And um, no, seriously, I do. I think women are more more sensible. I mean, you, you know you don't <laughs> you can't imagine too many women being like Joe Walsh. <laughs> <laughs> you know <what> i mean <laughs> yeah. they they don't feel the need to show off do they whereas blokes like yeah, us right. we're just like maybe yeah, that's we, what it we is we want to get the
0: guitar out and but yeah one of my f- the, my female guitarists i chose uh mm. for this podcast today is bonnie Raitt. yeah um and she like aside from being a female singer songwriter and guitarist she's one just one of my favorite musicians of all time um mm. anyone who doesn't know she's an american singer songwriter um he whose songs kind of range uh, between, like, blues, folk, um, pop, country, and even rock as well. And uh, and she is actually recorded and toured with some of the best session guitar players in the 70s. Um, uh, but she didn't actually make make it to stardom until the 90s. So, like, you know, 20 years of just solid gigging, songwriting. And it's only in the 90s where she released her 11th studio album um, called uh, Luck of the Draw. Uh, And this is actually in 91, and that, I think, uh, she got a Grammy Award from that album. And uh, uh, the third single she released from that album is I Can't Make You Love Me. Uh, I Can't Make You Love Me, yeah. Um, And that became one of her most successful singles. um, But my favorite performance of that is off an album called, um, I wrote down here one sec. Uh, uh, What's
2: the album called? Uh, so if I, w- I f- Chris, if, if I want to go away and, and, and indulge in yeah, Bonnie Raitt, then what should I, I've v- got my phone
0: now, I've got... um. Okay, so right. you want to go and check out Road Tested. It's a live album from 95, recorded in Oakland, California. Um, And the version of I Can't Make You Love Me is just, oh, I, it's so stunning, like it literally makes the hairs on my back, like, stand up and it's just... It's just incredible, and throughout the whole album, her guitar playing is mm. just so good. There is mm. a one track on there, I can't remember the name of, and it's like, a, she just sings and plays like a blues, like a 12-bar blues, and the stuff she plays is just so good, and it's Road not-
2: tested, right, I've got it, got it there. It's
0: yeah. not like she's showing off or anything, but what she plays is is of so much, it's got so much maturity to it, and she's like, she knows how to deliver a great performance on the guitar, um and yeah there's uh, there's also a really good song in there called rock steady which is a collaboration with brian adams ah yeah well. i've heard that yeah mm. uh that's mm. uh that's something else as well um but yeah she's she's awesome and uh i was i then started going into today i was looking into the gear she's used and uh throughout her whole career she's used a uh pretty much a a 1969 strat mm. and like um as she says here one of the her biggest tips to any guitar player as well is um find the right guitar and stick with it. So she found a 69 Strat and she paid $120 for it at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> wow. $120. It had no paint on it, but she said the price was right and the pickup sounded great. And mm. she's always been inspired by guitar. Her, her favorite guitar heroes have always played Strats. So, um, but um, but this is where I was going to jump into Chris's Corner because I'm thinking Whoa, about it. oh We've got
1: a
2: Chris's uh, Corner this week.
0: I thought while, we were Chris.
1: already there, to be honest. But
0: <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're already there. It, it ties in really nicely. And Do You know what? Um, We've had
1: 18 episodes of Chris <laughs> not doing anything, and now we can't shut him up. Good God. <laughs> Can I cue your music, it's, Chris? It's that beer uh, he's gone. got there, isn't it? He's go drunk. On. He's off it. <laughs> 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 right, here we go. Oh, what a good sight is.
2: Ah, <laughs> oh, for the first time in a while, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Chris's Corner. Shall we cue the music? Corner.
0: So Bonnie's raised tip, find the right guitar and stick with it. Guys, yep. I, d- I don't on, think I, can I take I- that off. Done that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've just interrupted Chris's
2: corner. (laughs) Oh shit! Oh, I'm
1: sorry. (laughs) You just you just made it clear
0: that you've you've achieved something that I haven't, and I'm still still on a quest for. I haven't found the right guitar yet. I I don't know. I I still like I, I I listen to that what she said and this guitar that she's toured with all her life, and I'm like I don't have that guitar yet. Like. Do you think sometimes
2: know. that that's just a case of a bit like what I was saying last time about getting too bogged down in specs? And uh, I think sometimes we're just too fussy. I think a lot of those people, a lot of these iconic artists that had that iconic guitar that they just stuck with, it was it was almost like a forced bond because they maybe didn't have the means to get another instrument or they didn't necessarily know
1: that there were other choices out no, there. No, exactly. Brent so Brent Mason. Exact prime example is Brent Mason when he went to Nashville, couldn't afford more than one guitar. He needed something that did a strat as well, so he found this telly, put a middle pickup in it, and that's all he had for years. I definitely
2: I think there's I really think there's something in that. I've heard Dave Grohl talk about this in um the Sound City film where he talks yep. about this idea of uh restricting your creativity. So the reason these old records sound so fantastic and the musicianship and the performances are so good is because they only had a set number of tracks to work with. And when you limit what you can work with, you, yeah. uh, you actually force yourself to be better. I've heard uh, yeah. Jack White talk about it in the, the film, uh, It Might Get Loud. He says the same. It's this kind of like simplistic approach. So if you just limit yourself, I'm going to make a record or I'm going to do a gig and I'm just going to use one guitar. Uh, we're only going to record to 12 tracks. We're only going to use one amp rig. Um, I think it almost forces you to be a bit you find your voice quicker and I I think that sometimes if you just have a guitar and you just stick with it so so Phil this is this is me talking to you and you're telling me that I'm stingy what I'm actually (laughs) doing is I'm being uh, (laughs) creatively restrictive and uh, you know just stick with something and and just work with it, and then and hopefully
1: the magic will, will come from that. Yeah. But it's got to be up to par, hasn't it, Lee? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> but that's the thing, though. When your, when your living is just made out of playing guitar, you don't want to have just a bog-standard guitar. You Because uh, there is, obviously, like you say, Lee, there is a bit of a choice paralysis, isn't there, out there? Yeah. There's so much you can do with the spec of an instrument, a, a guitar, and there's so much you can go out and buy. And mm. There's so much information now on what you can do to your guitars, but I I I actually actually find that, um,
2: I know we talk about Helix and and those types of products a lot, but I actually find, I might have already said this, but those types of products can give you um, option paralysis where you've just got so much choice that you just Mm -hmm. get bogged down in that and you don't actually get down to what what it is that you're doing. Uh, Yes and no. Yes and no.
1: I mean, well, look, uh, look well at my helix. And what amp do I always go to?
2: Well, yeah, if you can be like that. But when the temptation is there, so <laughs> coming back to like what Dave Grohl was saying, you know, if the temptation of Pro Tools is there and endless tracks, you will do endless overdubs because you can. Whereas if you've got twelve tracks to work with or twenty-four tracks, it forces you to be restrictive. So actually, this week, uh, this is nothing to do with this conversation. I had no idea that it would tie in but i've been doing some work i've been doing some recording and some writing and i've basically just made I, I just went new preset and i made one single rig that i intended to work with for multiple tracks and i'm not going to change it it's like one amp a couple of pedals and two guitars and i'm just going i'm just seeing what i can get out of that and and like instantly for me i found it i found it more creative than having oodles yeah. of choices you know mm. Mm. random yeah. side note but
0: again it's different on it's uh, down to um the situation you're in isn't it if you're on a guitar show like this where obviously you need yeah, all the different yeah, no, sounds I'm not talking, it, it, yeah. it does it does become very difficult but um but obviously in a creative sense you can just you can limit down what you want to use and mm. when you're writing your own material that's when i think you can do away with all the options can't you and just have that one thing that one sound and
2: well some of these iconic records that we think were so pioneering i mean look back at like hendrix and floyd and all these people that really pushed this idea of like layers and and uh, different textures in your music yeah they did that but they did it without much gear you know, like Hendrix. What did he have? Yeah. He had he had like tape flanging in the studio, and he had fuzz face. But they just made those pieces really, really work. Uh, and
1: and yeah, I was just to Do you know what, guys? Um, well I'm going to bring us back on topic a little bit. Here. Have we drifted a little bit? <laughs> Bec- no, because well, because you know when you talk about um, like female guitar players and yeah. male guitar players, male guitar players are never happy. Right, they're never mm. happy. I mean, but, you know, when I spoke to, to to Jennifer Batten that time, she she's um, she she doesn't like changing a rig. She wants a rig she can fly with. She's had the same pedal board for years and years and years. You know, we um, look at Bonnie Raitt, the same guitar. Um, Nita Strauss, she's got the Ibanez that she's been playing forever, which is now a signature yep. model. And 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 she also, if there's a rig rundown, because she's really famous too, there's a rig, premier guitar rig rundown of her with Alice Cooper. Um, and she's, uh, th- is it, oh, I forget what it is. Is it Rocktron or something that she's got some, and she's had that for years and years, and mm. and female guitar players seem to th- do away with all the yeah. technical bullshit, if you like, right? Th- and they just yeah. concentrate on the playing, and whereas we're always going, oh, no, I'm sure it would be better if I had this pedal. Oh, no, this pedal's going to make me into <laughs> Jimmy Hendrix. Oh, no, this pedal's going to make me into somebody else. And that and yeah. like, we're never bloody happy. Yeah, no,
0: no. I tell you what, and it's, it's true because the, the, the time I was most happiest with my playing was uh, years ago when I first started. I had a massive super, uh, Silver Jubilee 4x12 Marshall cab and mm. uh, a 1959 SLP Marshall Head as the Pulkossov thing and I had one pedal. I had a, uh, my dad's uh, 82 Les Paul and uh, a Red Snapper Overdrive pedal by mm. Menatone. That was all. I didn't even have a tuner. I just tuned by ear and that was my sound. I had a clean sound from the amp, a uh, hundred watts, and then a bit of drive from the pedal. I used my yeah. volume pot for a boost, and it was great. Less and is like more. now, there's just now, there's just so much gear. All these guitars and
2: <laughs> less <laughs> is more. Like, really is right, yeah. guys. I I don't I don't usually do this, but I I want to I want to get a little rant off my chest here, if that's okay. I'm just gonna am just gonna go into this. I don't ha- we don't have any. Phil, he's thing. gone. He's gone. Really, he's gone. Really pale. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to use Phil. Can I use your jingle for this and just maybe put my name on it?
1: Yeah, do it. Do <laughs> okay. it. Shall I cue you in then? Please do. Please do. Okay. Okay. This is a, this is a world first, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you're sitting comfortably and uh, get ready for the white knuckle ride that is Lee's rant. Lee's rant. Lee's rant. Okay. Right.
2: Now, I'm aware that this could get controversial quite quickly, so I'm going to watch what I say here. And I want to be clear from the outset that I am by no means directing this towards female guitar players. But if you are in any way active on social media today, you cannot help but be aware of this growing wave of, shall we say, influencers or certainly large social media accounts that are essentially very attractive females flaunting a lot of flesh maybe holding a guitar, noodling my way through a song.
1: Where, where do you find these, Lee?
2: <laughs> you can't help but be bombarded with this kind of stuff every day on Instagram. And it and it always kind of angers me that these accounts get thousands and thousands and thousands of followers. And I'm, I'm not talking to anyone that is a legitimate musician or any of these accounts, because, of course, there are some very naturally beautiful women that are fantastic musicians. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about people that are clearly they're clearly in it for another reason, and it's just to either I d- no. Let me let me let's see. I can you can tell this is a difficult subject to broach. Um, I'm, I'm not Let me just fill my glass <laughs> up a bit more. <laughs> okay, so I'm not even aiming this at the people themselves that create this these accounts because obviously, if if you're an attractive woman. You have every right to do what you want to do and make an account. And if it gets loads and loads of followers, that's good for you.
1: And chances are Lee will be following
2: you. (laughs) 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 I guess where I'm aiming my rant is maybe at the corporations and record companies and all this. that Then jump on that and actually start to financially support those accounts and and make those accounts more credible. So what it's it's not unusual to see is you might come across an account they've got like five posts. They're clearly a fairly new player, but they they they're very very nice to look at and as such they've got 150,000 largely male followers, but also they're now getting the the recognition and the support from big uh legitimate music brands so that might be fender gibson it also might be record labels that are essentially just looking to sell product to that market uh, and i guess what it's doing is on the one hand it's going to discourage genuine musicians because mm. they're going to think well is that what i have to do to get that kind of um, recognition do i have to flaunt what i've got and
1: i'll know, tell you what lee ha- i'll try it <laughs> I'll try it. The, the the next few posts on Instagram, I'm going to show a lot more flesh, and uh, and we'll see what happens to my Instagram account. <laughs> well, uh, we'll all be keeping our eyes on your Instagram <laughs> account there. <laughs> <laughs> if you ha- if you have yeah.
2: any more of that port, it could get interesting. Unfollow, but unfollow. <laughs> but more Im- more importantly, to the to the genuine female musicians. I I mean, I can think of a few offhand that that are really really fantastic musicians. Um, but aren't interested in in wearing a bikini in their videos. And as such, they're not getting the recognition. And it's almost creating this culture that that is what you have to do if you want to be a female guitar player. You have to pose scantily clad in bikinis on your bed playing a John Mayer song, or you have to just casually pose by the pool with your acoustic guitar. Uh, And Mm -hmm. because those accounts are getting the support from Fender... Gibson, whoever it might be, or record companies, blah, they're, they're sort of making that le- the legitimate standard for what the female guitar player looks like, and, and I and I don't mm. think that's I don't I don't think that's healthy. I don't think it's going to take things in the right direction. I actually think it's going to be more discouraging to the majority of genuine female musicians that are going to look at that and go, well, I'm 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 into guitar. I'm not really into that, but I guess I have to do that. To be considered, and also it affects you know? guys as well
0: because we can't do that.
2: Well, yeah, n-
0: tastefully <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, you're right, you're right. Uh, uh you know, I'm sure it's we like, can wh- think what of, can we do? You know? I can, well, I'm sure we well, can all think of loads of guitar players that are fantastic musicians and have maybe you know, they've got no support, no recognition from these big names, um, and only a small number of followers and supporters compared to these other. Uh, Influences, if you want to call them that i don't know i just think it uh well, on the uh, one uh, uh, hand uh, you've got sexual equality arguments and you've got mm-mm. obviously um people campaigning for women's rights which we absolutely should be but then you've got industry supporting this idea that women should should just do that to to get recognition
1: well speaking from an employer's point of view um if we were looking for a female guitar player in the guitar show which you know um <laughs> to be honest we were we were talking to Jennifer Batten about uh, you know doing something together hmm. um and obviously covid and everything happened and it, everything's just all on hold now um but w- you know if we were looking uh, say we you know we we wanted to do um for you know, feature female Bonnie Ray or you know something like that, Lita Ford in the show. If we were looking for a female guitar player, um, if I was auditioning people, I would purely be looking for the best musician. Yeah, the, which th- is the best, the best musician, the best performer. You know, not necessarily mm. the one that's trying to show the best assets. If you know what I'm saying, you which know, is I'll absolutely be lo- the right way to go about it, isn't it? Ab- absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and I'm, and I, and I dare say that. You know, the, the, you know, story of guitar heroes ain't going anywhere for a long time. As far as I'm concerned, it's it's kind of up to my retirement. Is that show? So it's it, we will be having female guitar players in the show at some point. I do you know I do say, and 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 yeah, it will come down to that. It'll come down to the best person for that position.
2: It, it just comes back to the the problem online and really in the world at the moment is that marketing is, uh, everybody's just trying to market something and everybody's just vying for attention and uh, mm. vying for your your time on social media. So these brands are looking at these women that are attracting a lot of male followers and they're going, well, hey, we can shift some guitars through these What's accounts. The mm. uh, and, and, and then all that does, like I say, it just builds this impression to the genuine musicians that If you don't fit that model, I mean, I guess this is kind of the age old thing. And I'm sure there's lots of industries, whether it be acting, whether it be um, modeling, you know, everybody's been talking about this kind of stuff for for years now, trying to make things more um, diverse and equal. But I don't think people I think it's a fairly new thing in the guitar world that you're you're seeing these types of uh, of accounts and influences. And I just yeah, I just think it's going to be
1: it could be mm-hmm. a good thing that you know you might you might go see um y- you know see a princess playing on the bed that can only do two chords badly you know <laughs> if if that's the case but if she influences um a, a, another female a younger female guitar player that you know she oh i want to play and and turns out to be you know the, the next best guitar hero that ever lived then that influence has done a great job because she's influenced somebody that has really taken to it and is really a player you know definitely definitely
2: my my concern is that those accounts would do the opposite because because really what the focus is there is not the the musicianship it's the it's the appearance so i think i think
1: if someone's a serious player then um yeah uh, i mean you know jay she she said that you know obviously jay's a pianist guitar player singer mm. she's been that's all she's ever done all of her life since she left school you know so she does she did say that you know i wasn't as committed as what you probably were when you were when you were a youngster you know uh, mm. i had other things to think about you know i did think about my hair i did think about makeup you know i, d- I mean lee you may have done i don't know <laughs> but um but you know it, it she said, "Girls do have other things to think about, rather than blokes that just kind of focus on that thing." Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's probably it probably t- maybe take a little bit longer, but I think if if the musician is inside, mm. then I do think um, you know I, I think they'll come through, and I think there will be there will be there, and I think that on the guitar show as well when we do the meet and greet it's at the end, I oh, was we used to twelve years ago. Um, and we used to do the meet and greets we did get a lot of female guitar players coming up to us um yeah. and, and and we I'd, I'd noticed since i've been doing the show in the six seven years i've been doing the show that um it, it's getting more regular that female guitar players are coming up at the end of the night you know saying oh i in, i'm into Slash, i'm into joe satriani and and all that type of thing and uh we did coventry a few years ago and there's a big uh uni there uh, our college and um you know, they say, oh yeah, we go to the college and study guitar, and, and there's loads of females that came up at the end of the night saying that, and I mm. think that's really good. And I was I was going to kind of going on a bit, but um, I was going to kind of leave it on a really good um, sort of yeah. Posi- I, I just pos-
2: I just want to you know, I, it's it's hard to get these things across on a, on a yes, podcast. It is, yeah. and, and obviously it, it is a sensitive subject. And I'm aware of that, and and my point is definitely we should be we should be support or brands industry should be supporting. If it's a guitar company or if it's a, a a record label or something, they should be supporting quality players and quality musicians and quality music, regardless of what mm-hmm. gender that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's mm-hmm. t- yeah. You know, they shouldn't. They sh- a guitar brand shouldn't be supporting someone simply because of how they look and almost disregarding their playing. Because then, yeah. what you're saying is, we don't care if you can actually play guitar, but if you look good fender are going to support you and so to the young aspiring female musician they're going to get discouraged by that instead mm. of encouraged as they should be because they're going to go well unless i look like that you know i've got no chance being a guitar player and that's wrong that's not the case i, I think
0: if, i think eventually talent does does shine through though i think you just try not to worry it's easier said than done but just try not to worry about what other people are doing and just focus on on your journey and and obviously we Absolutely. are in that digital age. We're knee deep into it at the moment and everyone is craving attention, even manufacturers as well. They're all competing. Yeah. If you've got PRS supporting, you know, female guitar players like this, who necessarily can't play, but just want the attention, mm. then, you know, Fender are, are, are potentially miss. And if PRS are doing well from that, then, you know, are making sales and, you know, Fender are going to want to jump on it too. And, um, but
1: at, th- at the end of the day, I think um, live music will never go away. All right. Exactly. Are you
0: gonna pa- are you gonna pay tickets to go and see these these female guitar players in a show?
1: I no, don't I'm think not. So. <laughs> no, exactly. No, no, you know, I'm not. i gonna go watch that rubbish. You know, if it, No, you know, exactly. If I think this is. is where
0: this is where talent comes through. You can go and watch Joanne Shaw yeah. Taylor, who's an incredible exactly. blues guitarist who doesn't have to do this to get the attention. You know, yeah. female guitar players, go and look at someone like that. Go and look at Bonnie Ray. Go and look at you know. these are are Mm. great examples to to look up to i think and
2: Mm.
1: well i um i want to i want to leave it on this this is this is i want to i'm going to leave it on a cute moment okay Okay. this is this is really great is this i love this um today um, jay was um having a a conversation with her with her best friend and uh, and her best friend's got a a little daughter she's four years old and she's the sweetest thing ever and um, A dad has just bought a a little mini bass guitar. (laughs) You know, a little (laughs) like yeah, yeah, like a short scale. uh, Yeah, yeah, it's shorter than a short scale. So like a mini bass, and uh, and 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 she loves it. She loves this little mini bass guitar. And and I'm just thinking, oh, she's four years old. I'm thinking only another twelve years, and then I can get rid of Lee. That would be great. (laughs) Well, uh, my, my oh. daughter Marley, she she's <laughs> six,
0: and I I've already got I've already got it started, and uh, yeah, we yeah. we literally sit down and she literally sings along. Uh, I literally would just at a bedtime where you would normally read a you know story to your kid. I I sit there with my guitar and I just play. I just randomly make up some chords and stuff,
1: and, uh, yeah. and she says, "Daddy, did shut up." Well, that'd send me <laughs> to sleep as well, Chris. So yeah, good job. <laughs> Daddy, stop <laughs> playing those horrible jazz chords. <laughs> yeah, don't like jazz, Daddy. Play, play Iron Maiden. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but well, I, I think in a lot, you know, they uh, you know, say so is uh, guitar player is it playing is it dead? Is there, you know, and everything, and and I don't think it is. You know, I think it's as it's as alive as as it's ever been. And, and when we all go back um, to live music, I think. Um, I think it's going to be a fantastic thing, and all these youngsters that are coming up, and it, it gives me hope when you see a four-year-old getting excited by a bass guitar and that. I just think it's brilliant. Oh, it is. It,
2: it really gives is. me I'm hope when I see anyone getting excited about a bass guitar.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Lee, do the socials! <laughs>
2: OK, if you want to find us on Instagram, <laughs> you can search Phil Walker Guitar, Chris Anthony Guitar or Lee Troy Guitar. You can head over to Facebook where you can search Phil Walker Guitarist, Lee Williams Guitarist and Chris Anthony Guitar. You can search for the Story of Guitar Heroes on Instagram or Facebook or head to the website www.storyguitarheroes.com. Chris, are you playing jazz chords under the socials?
0: No, I'm trying to play that Bonnie Ray song we uh. did earlier. <laughs>
2: And of course, don't forget the YouTube. You can head over to Phil Walker, guitarist, where you can see behind the scenes videos and uh, keep an eye on Phil's social accounts because he did say earlier that he may be posing in some underwear for
1: us all soon. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you guys. I hope you've all enjoyed the podcast this week. I think next week we've got a special guest on with us. Um, Oh, lovely. Looking looking forward to that, looking forward to that. Um, Not going to say who it is, but... um, it's going to be a good episode. It really is. You, you. Well, I, I was going to say you've met him before. I've just told you it is. We've only had one other guest, on, haven't we? You've given yeah. it away. Who is it? it no, it's our drummer, Alan Vanfield. And uh,
2: oh, what?
1: Yeah, yeah we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna lower the bar and talk a bit, a little bit of drums, I think. But uh, it would be great to have Alan, and we're going to. Uh, I think we all have a little bit of a conversation about what, uh, what, what's happened through lockdown, and. You know, uh, looking forward and all, and all sorts of things like that because I think the light is at the end of the tunnel it's getting brighter for us all now. So um, it'd be nice to have a bit of a chat about that. Sounds good. Yep. Sounds good.
0: Coolio. And I'll see you guys next week. I look forward to it.
1: Yo, over and out. <laughs>